0: Hi friends. Before we get to today's episode, we have a couple announcements for you. First of all, due to current situation with the pandemic and having to isolate, we are unfortunately not able to meet and record video episodes. We still wanted to put out the second season of the podcast for you friends. So for the time being, we will do it in audio only format. We're recording in our own homes with separate setups, so the sound quality is going to be a little different for the two of us, and the flow of the conversation might seem a bit different from what you're used to since we are talking to each other on video calls. So please bear with us as we make it work given the current situation. The podcast is still available on all the same platforms, including YouTube, and we will return to filming video episodes as soon as we can meet in person again.
1: We have another exciting announcement. We are now on Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you can support your favorite creatives with a monthly pledge that you can change or delete anytime. Our Patreon page will work as a tip jar with one tier that is 2 euros a month or more if you wish. The money will go towards paying for our podcast hosting fees. In the future, we hope to also create exclusive content for you on Patreon. So... If you enjoy listening to our podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. And now to today's episode. Hi
0: friends, my name is Sasha. And I'm Mia. And this is the Drawing Club podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, very happy to be recording again. (laughs) Yes, new week new episode. This is episode two of season two. We're back after the break. Or like (laughs) we've been back after the break for a week already, but it's very nice to see you back. And today we are drawing together and you can draw with us too. So Mia, what are you drawing
1: today? Today I actually don't have much of a plan, I have my Copic markers here and a sketchbook and I thought I would actually do some patterns, kind of just freestyle something because I, I feel kind of a bit anxious or kind of keyed up so I thought I need something that's very relaxing and doesn't really require any, <laughs> any energy so I didn't have to think of an idea so I'm just gonna freehand some pattern stuff.
0: Sounds good. What about you? Uh, I actually at first also didn't have any idea, but while I was waiting for a call, I sketched very quickly this this pot with plant, (laughs) but like I made the pot the main uh, focus. So it's like this huge pot with this pattern on it that I want to make like colorful and fun. That sounds really nice. What are you using to draw it? I'm using watercolors my big kuretake palette very nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's start with the little random story of the week yes the thing of the
1: week still doesn't have a name but
0: (laughs) yes yes please please uh, help us to come up with a name for this segment because it's been weeks and we still don't have a name yes (laughs) but uh do mia have a story for us
1: Well, it's not exactly a story, but yes, I have something I want to tell you because uh, I want to talk about how I've been spending this weekend because we're shooting this on a Sunday or recording this. And I've spent the whole weekend watching Twin Peaks The Return. So the third season of Twin Peaks and me and my partner basically spent the whole day yesterday in bed and continued today and we finished it (laughs) and we first watched it back when it came out but then you had to wait a week between episodes so i kind of didn't really remember much and we kind of had been talking about binge watching it for like the past couple years or something so we finally did and it was amazing and (laughs) we we still have this over four hour long explained like Twin Peaks explained video that we really want to watch tonight to get like all out of this experience so I can't wait for that but uh, I'm definitely feeling kind of out of source because of it because I've been spending my whole weekend in this really weird surreal kind of scary and yeah just really weird world so if I'm (laughs) <laughs> if I'm a bit out of it that might be why but
0: I, I very much enjoyed the experience <laughs> Oh, cool. yeah I've been wanting to rewatch it also so maybe sometime during this isolation period I'll get to it too cause yeah I haven't seen it since it came out also
1: yeah, I highly, um, I highly recommend you do that. <laughs> it was perfect
0: isolation experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually have been also um, in bed um, for the whole day yesterday, and I was marathoning Harry Potter movies. <laughs> oh! Yeah, which, which is like my my comfort movies. If I uh, if I feel sad or or tired or overwhelmed. (laughs) That's what I watch to kind of um, chill my brain. So, and it's like every time I rewatch them it feels a bit silly because I already kind of know them by heart. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I already like know everything exactly how it's gonna happen. Why am I watching this again? But somehow it's like (laughs) really comforting to keep watching them. But actually, this was not my story. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, uh, my story is... Well, again, not a story, but something I, I've done. I I had a birthday this week. Er- yes. Earlier this week. And I took a punch needle workshop for my birthday. Like, it was a gift to myself. From myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I... There is this... Um, this punch needle person (laughs) in Helsinki, Uh, her name is Heli and her brand is called Lemons & Yarn and she makes these really cool punch needle pieces but also she teaches workshops and so far she has been teaching like face-to-face workshops but now she also launched like this was her first time trying an online workshop. And like I bought the workshop and she sent me this whole kit with all the yarns and the hoops and like the needle and everything that I needed. And like the other participants also got the kit. And actually the kit wasn't vegan, but I asked her and she created the custom kit for me that was like only linen and cotton yarns, which was really sweet of her. That is so nice. Yeah, and it was so nice. I loved. I loved the process. And I have already, like, I've been, yeah, through my whole Harry Potter binging, I've been punching uh, new things. Oh, amazing. So it's, like, the perfect
1: kind of thing to do, like, keep your hands busy while you're, like, watching something
0: or... Yes, yes. Especially something that you've seen so many times that Mm. you don't need to watch anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah yeah it's been really nice it's like really relaxing because i actually really like like doing some yarn things um when i like when i'm tired or when i need to i don't know like in this in these situations when i watch harry potter movies like in the same (laughs) kind of situations i like to crochet or knit or something like this. So this is like a very nice new uh, new hobby that is very similar.
1: Yeah, that sounds so nice. And you showed me your first uh, punch needle piece and it was so lovely. It was so cute. Thank you. <laughs> You're kind of got me excited about it. I think I, I might have to think about picking this hobby up too to try myself. Yeah,
0: it's very nice. It's very like it's pretty easy to like to learn the technique of course I'm sure like with with experience you also get like better it at it but but even like when you just start you already can like make things it's like there is not much to kind of learn mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, also I really like how it's like very easy to redo Like you can unravel things very easily and also you can only unravel like part of the piece. So if, even if you made the whole piece, but you don't like one part, you don't like with crochet. If you don't like something, you have to unravel everything back to that part. Yeah, uh, or, or like with knitting. But yeah, with this, you can only unravel parts of it. I really like it. It's like very easy to like to change if you want.
1: Yeah, that's great for an indecisive person like me also, because I'm not great at planning stuff and might want to change my mind like halfway between. So that's really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. And for me also, like I'm not very always like very intuitive with like colors and stuff. I need to try several things out before I find like a combination I like. So this Mm. is also very nice when I like make something with several colors and then it's like okay this color actually doesn't go in here at all and then i just remove that whole color and add a different one or, or something like it, it's very nice in that way that wow. you can change your mind
1: yeah that sounds really nice what a fun activity
0: <laughs> yeah i really like it but yeah let's get to our topic
1: yes So today, we are talking about productivity, um, and about how we maybe think it's overrated? Yes.
0: (laughs) Spoiler alert! (laughs) Yes. So, do you you think productivity is overrated? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually I thought like this could be a very nice things to, nice thing to talk because I'm sure like now when a lot of people like struggle with productivity mm. on like for different reasons, uh, I think like I've seen a lot of people also talk about this pressure to be productive and like there has been a lot of. Like I really like that there has been a lot of new conversations around this topic. Yeah, uh, that have been like very valuable. So I thought we could also uh discuss it and share our experience with productivity. Yes, definitely. And
1: because I know for me, my relationship has definitely changed over time. Um and like, yeah, I wasn't always where I am today. <laughs> and I feel like before I would feel a lot more guilt over not being productive.
0: Yeah. Do you want to like tell more about your relationship
1: with productivity? Like right now? Or should I take a little trip down memory lane first? Or <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us your history <laughs> of <Yes>. your relationship. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think it will be easier for me to start there. Uh, so I think we should go back to my university days. Uh, so in my 20s, I studied at the university and I struggled with a lot of mental health stuff that I've also like shared here on this podcast. But that was like, uh, I was struggling the most when I studied at at the university, and I had a lot of trouble, kind of keeping up with my peers. It appeared like everyone was doing a lot more study-wise, and um, I would feel really guilty about it. Like I would just just scrape by, kind of to to kind of keep going forward with my studies, but I I could only kind of do the bare minimum of what was required of me. Not like quality-wise, but just like I couldn't do a lot of studies I felt like everyone was doing a lot more and I kind of always felt like I was somehow yeah like I would compare myself to others and feel very like kind of less qualified and less able to do things and that would make me feel really ashamed and like there was something wrong with me and At the time, also, I wasn't, like, getting treated for my uh, mental health issues, for for my anxiety and depression, so there was something wrong with me, air quotes here, Um, and that was definitely, like, um, like, contributed to this feeling also, but I kind of used to think that maybe when I get all these problems in control, I will become really productive too, but also I could never see kind of a future where I would be that person. And that made me feel like really bad and guilty and kind of like I could never do anything. Like I could never work or do anything because all these other people who do that stuff, they're like at a totally different level with their productivity than me, for example. I don't know H- have you ever felt this
0: way? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think also like y- how it was in school because I I think um cuz in my school we had a lot of like group work and stuff. So, a lot of things we were doing together. So, it was a little bit like, I don't know. I, of course, I was comparing myself to others, but also it was very like... Uh, c- yeah, because I think like with the kind of education you got, you had a lot of like similar kinds of things like you would write papers for everything and stuff. Mm. So it's a bit easier to like compare yourself to others. We, we had a bit more like everything was so different all the time. We had like all kinds of different projects and and different people were good at different things. Mm. Uh, But I definitely had that later that I would feel like, yeah, I could never keep up with, like, other people in terms of, like, how much I can do in a certain, like, amount of time Mm. or with a certain amount of resources. When did you, like, experience that the most then? I think when I when I started like doing my own thing. Mm. Entrepreneur. So compare, comparing myself to like people on social media and and also like people who I personally knew. So I think I still <laughs> I still am am in that. Mm. Like quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I I, I do also like look at it a bit differently now, but I still Yeah, I, yeah, I did, like, always feel that, yeah, my my productivity is, like, not at all on the same level as a lot of other people who do a similar thing that I do.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And also, like, uh, while I started this saying that, it's totally different for me now. I mean, of course, I still get these feelings, but uh, as you were also saying, maybe, like, we have learned to think about it a bit, like approach it a bit differently now and kind of don't maybe take them like these feelings of be like feeling in it inadequate and things like quite as like it d- doesn't always mean what it, what we might think it means. Like it's not always uh, our problem also. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so cryptic about it. It's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for a long time, I thought that I was lazy, like I was a lazy person.
1: Oh my god, yes, I, I felt the same about myself,
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, this was like a whole, like I, I have some notes about what, <laughs> what I wanted to like us to talk about in mm-hmm. this topic and like one of the things was like this whole concept of lazy. Like mm. I have a huge problem <laughs> with the concept of like being lazy. Mm. I think it's like the whole concept is so toxic, and so many people are made to feel bad about themselves because of because our society has this has created this ho- whole concept of like someone being a lazy person. Mm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not being productive. Then you are a lazy person and then you have no value, kind of. You're being devalued for your, you you being not productive.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm. And like, and then how also a lot, I think, yeah, it's somehow like tied a lot, I think, also like with privilege, I guess, in many ways, and like, like how a lot of people will not be like, air quotes, successful, like, from how others see it, and then people would say, like, okay, this is because this person is lazy, they're not successful, but if you are very productive, which means not lazy, then you are gonna, like, you know, reach your goals or whatever, even though, like, this, this stuff doesn't work so simply, like, there is so many things that go into, like, how much money you earn and how many, like how much work you can do and how you work, your work gets like, like different work gets paid differently. And like also different, I think like different work looks from the side, like a different amount of uh, input. Like you might not see how somebody works hard as well as like somebody else. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Like, there is so many different things that people can do, and they're valuable in so many different ways, not always um, financially.
1: Yeah. And also, but like... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Please Yeah, Yeah, your... yeah. Go ahead. Okay, because I just got to thinking, like, you were kind of talking about how there's this weird... Like, there's this myth, definitely, of, like, if you work hard, you will succeed. But that totally, like, puts the all the responsibility on the individual and doesn't account for any of the the structural things in our society that make it a lot easier for some people to, quote-unquote, succeed and way harder for others because there is inequality and this weird myth of working hard to succeed, it just
0: totally ignores all of that. Yes, exactly. But also, yeah, and also like how a lot of, like I think a lot of things, like a lot of actions that we take can be valuable in so many ways that is not necessarily wealth. Mm, absolutely, yes. Yeah. But then somehow like working hard eventually like if you I feel like if you dig into that concept, it somehow seems that you need to work hard on something that brings you X amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, like like when people like think that if you work hard, then you'll be successful like say that or think that they don't always mean that like working hard, like, I don't know, saving stray animals or (laughs) or Mm. like feeding your sick grandma. I don't know, like (laughs) just like random things (laughs) that pop into my head, but like, yeah, or, or also like taking care of yourself or like I mean there's so many things that you can do that I think is also working hard
1: yeah yeah it's definitely I feel like the it's like tied to financial success like when someone is when someone is seen as successful it's usually it usually means that they're wealthy or at least like you know well off Yeah, which, yeah, it's it's so twisted and (laughs) doesn't really have anything to do with actual value. Like, yeah, (laughs) because there are like, yeah, being successful and doing something valuable don't always go hand in hand. And that kind of is a weird thing that our society puts so much more kind of value on being successful uh instead of doing something valuable with your time
0: yeah yeah so i think if we like when if we are if we don't feel productive but then if we think about like what have we been doing with the time of course it could be that we were wasting time but also there are things that we do with our time that like sometimes we feel like it's it's not productive, but actually it could be that we were doing something that is valuable in other ways. Mm, like something that is healing, or something that is like valuable to someone else's. I don't know. Maybe you spend time with someone and they feel better about. Like there, are, uh, like there are other things that are that like bring value to things you are doing. Yeah,
1: exactly, and I would think that for me, I definitely, maybe there's been like a switch, because now that we're talking about what is valuable and what is kind of successful or productive, maybe there's been like a switch where I've kind of understood that actually for me it's way more important to do things that I see value in, that I feel are valuable, than to do things that are I don't know, like more in this traditional sense <laughs> and it kind of yeah, productive or su- like that would make me
0: successful. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had quite a like I mean, I don't know <laughs> if this is a logical segue but mm-hmm. um there was li- like I remember there was this moment when uh, I I read about burnout, and it was, I and at that time I was in the middle of a burnout, <laughs> but I didn't realize it. Mm. And it was so like I think, I, I think that realization changed also a lot about how I am thinking about my own productivity. But I read like that burnout is when, like the amount of work you put in and the result you get out of it like do not compare like you put like the amount of work you put in is so much bigger than the result that you get out like that's when you burn out right and i and i was like yeah i didn't really think about it and then i realized at that time that i've been like putting so much work into something that gave me no result that 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 is why i was like feeling really really crappy at the time But that actually, like, I think afterwards made me think about, like, my own productivity quite differently. Like, I think when you, like, when you think about how you need to, I don't know, do certain things or work hard (laughs) or, like, I have a to-do list and I need to do all these things. Like, I think when you also think about, like the result that that stuff brings you and how well like how much you actually need to do this it like helps you prioritize stuff and maybe it f- makes you feel a bit more like a bit less ashamed about not like doing so much or working all the time mm-hmm.
1: yeah like just for working sake like just to keep busy
0: or just to feel productive like just to Mm. take a lot of boxes in your to-do list and stuff
1: yeah have you ever like have you been there kind of like trying to tick all those boxes do you think like when you said you had a burnout was that how it was for you that you were kind of trying to keep busy or like trying to be really productive and like had a lot A lot on your plate all the time and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think I had a lot on my plate. And maybe I wasn't even, like, actually taking a lot of boxes. But I think I was, like, putting a lot more energy and resources. Like, than the results Mm. that I was getting. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever... Like being the, I don't know, someone, I don't know, like someone people would call a workaholic or whatever. <laughs> like someone who works too much and who can't stop. I right. I like to rest. I like to take breaks. I like to not work too much, which is why I probably considered myself lazy. <laughs> mm. uh, and like also, especially when I see people who are the kind of people who work all the time. And, you know, when you read interviews about all these cool um creative people who like when they started their own thing they were like working 24 7 they didn't have any weekends they just stayed up all, like mm. all night and they just like did so much and it's like yeah this is not me i can't do that like and then i'm like okay i'm lazy i'm never gonna be like good at what i do mm. so i think like my problem was not that but i did I think, like, I did put a lot of resources into work that maybe weren't time, but, like, more emotional. Mm. I mean, of course, I still put time, but it wasn't like I was not sleeping or anything like that. Right. Even though, actually, maybe sometimes I was, (laughs) now that I think of it. Oh, Sasha, you <laughs> need to sleep.
1: Thank God, you know better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, like, that narrative is so toxic. And, it, like, I also, like, totally have noticed it, that these creative people, and it, I mean, it's not only creative people, but also creative people, they they can have this very, like, yeah, like, not taking any breaks, totally dedicating all your time to this one, like, to your craft. And that's how you become successful. But that is so like... That is first of all, that is not like a guarantee. Like if you do that, it doesn't mean it's going to happen for you. And it's like, it's not sustainable. And it it's not a guarantee. And it's it's only going to make you sick. Sure, it might work for some people. But is, is that like, I feel it's not a risk I would be like willing to take to kind of put all my other life on hold to kind of dedicate myself to this one thing and hope that I can stop at some point because it will
0: have worked out like what is the point yeah yeah that's true yeah I for some reason had like in the beginning uh, this like even though I read a lot about like overworking and I realized that it's not it's not sustainable, it's not healthy and I shouldn't do it. I was still wishing kind of like when when I was reading about like these creative people who were overworking and they went through like a, a burnout or like mm. they overworked themselves and then they couldn't work for a while and then they had to find this new way of uh, like valuing their time and their health and stuff. And I was like, yes, but I think I need to like still go through this it, like I still need to work so hard that I burn out and then I can also like t- like I still felt mm. like that this was supposed to be my path even though I think those what those people were trying to tell us is that no don't do this like <laughs> because I did that and this is what happened to me and um, this is like and now I know better <laughs> Yeah, but I think, like, still, because this concept of this toxic productivity is, like, everywhere. Mm. And you still kind of feel like, yeah, but I still need to, like, I still need to do this. And then maybe when I burn out, I can actually, like, let myself take care of my health.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, if that's the narrative that gets told over and over again, it's, like, yeah. (laughs) It's no wonder that people, like, kind of believe it, even if they think it's, you know... It kind of still sneaks up on
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I actually kind of uh, just now I I got this. uh, This. What do you say? Like this example Mm -hmm. that, for example, like I really used to really like watching figure skating and like my mom still really likes figure skating and my sister is really into ballet so I've like I've seen those two Mm. like every now and then I see people performing who are like really good at figure skating or ballet and I know those two industries at least in some like in some areas are like very tough and very like very harsh and very toxic and just so that these performers are like really beautiful they have to go through like very traumatic training and I always think that that's like like is that even worth it and a lot and when I talk to people who really appreciate it and I say that that like I actually really worry for like the health of those people they would always say yeah but it's so beautiful it's like you know like people think it's worth it and I'm always like yeah I don't think it's worth it like this even though it's like beautiful and looks cool I think it's okay if it looked a bit not as good <laughs> like from this st- whatever standards who like I don't know which I don't know who made mm-hmm. but like I don't think people's health is worth like having something that is beautiful so now I'm thinking also with our kind of work like there are certain things that maybe would happen to people who overwork themselves but is it worth it Mm. Like, is your health worth, I don't know, being a bit more famous? Like, I don't know, being a, a more famous artist. Yeah. Like getting Getting, like, this bigger client.
1: Yeah, like, when you put it like that, it sounds totally absurd that anyone would kind of think that. But I mean, of course, that's not how, like, people <laughs> don't put it like that. But when you do, it's kind of... It, it sounds totally ridiculous that that we put ourselves through it. <laughs> like any of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like the example you gave about those like top athletes. I don't understand it. And that kind of gets me thinking about something I um, I like to think about a lot is like why... Do I do this work? And for me, it's about like kind of my values are that the most important thing for me is to try and live a life that like where I feel good about what I'm doing and how like how I act. And I mean, you know that I I live by my values, first of all, but also that I'm doing something that's fulfilling for me. Uh, and for me it's important to like fulfill myself creatively or to do something creative that fulfills me (laughs) oh my god Uh, and and that's it I don't really I mean I'm sure like some people are more success driven and I'm sure like for great success you need to be like more driven by something other than these values but for me I like number one is just like living a life where I feel like I'm doing something of value and this is one thing it is like a big part of my life of course doing this creative work but it is just one part of my life still
0: so yeah 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 that's true yeah this is actually like a really good um, like really good way to think that like yeah this is not your work it's not your whole life even though I think like in the current system uh, like of course like, mm. we are like part time freelancers but like like most people still like work eight hour days so of course like in this in the society in general it's like it feels like work is like the main part of our life and Mm -hmm. then the rest is just this extra time that we have which is so sad yeah because like isn't like work supposed to be something you do so you get some money so you can live your life (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I mean, of course, it's really good if like work is also part of the life that you live, that you enjoy, but a lot of it is not. And it's like, it's okay, but it's just, it's it's sad that we have to, like yeah, that like work is always kind of has to be, even though I think it's like, okay, if for some people work is more like more of a priority in their life than for others it's like of course to each their own of course but just as the society that we kind of have this thing that like yeah that there's your work and then there's nothing else (laughs) or like a little bit else then you watch tv (laughs) yeah yeah thanks capitalism
1: yes (laughs) you're amazing (laughs) Yeah, because also, like, the people who work the hardest are, like... Yeah, they're working for... So that someone else probably doesn't really have to work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. This whole, like, concept of work hard and and, and then you'll be successful is, like... So horrible in that way that, like, people who actually work the hardest are the ones who actually, like, earn way less. And people Mm. who earn the most, like... Are probably not working that hard <laughs>
1: yeah and probably or at, least, like,
0: at least many of them
1: yeah and probably are like standing on the shoulders of those who
0: do yeah exactly yeah
1: i feel like yeah also like this being successful kind of has become this almost toxic th- i mean of course in a, in and of itself it's not a toxic thing for but for me it you like very often seems that way because all I can think about a lot of the times is a lot of people become successful by exploiting others and that is not the kind of thing that I want to aspire to and that is like what our society like really looks up to is those people who figure out some way that you know they create some business and it becomes a big business and then there's people working for them and they don't really have to You know, it's like this, you kind of just climb on top of this pyramid of other people who do the work for you, and it's so,
0: so shitty. Yeah. Yes. So, success and productivity, toxic concepts, or (laughs) at least can be very toxic concepts. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I wanted to also like I mean in terms of like how do we now now, okay (laughs) I'm like trying to (laughs) to put together Yes, yes you'll get there (laughs) Yeah. So now that we learned some things about ourselves Maybe we are not perfect, but we are trying to have a lot more self-compassion that we used to. Mm-hmm. Like, do you like how do you um, approach your? What is your approach to productivity nowadays? Mm. Or like, what is your ideal approach of productivity that you're like trying to strive towards?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll try to somehow describe it. Um, so I as I've talked about before I'm kind of mm, most driven when I kind of get the inspiration to to do something like I I'm very bad at getting myself to do things that I don't like if there's no urgent deadline or it's not something I'm really pas- passionate about I'm not really going to do it until I have to you know so I um I'm kind of most productive in the things that I get like I'm inspired by (laughs) I mean it doesn't work that way always of course but I think hmm, it's really hard to kind of put into words this my whole like approach to it but I mean of course productivity is not like evil I do feel good when I get things done and I do need to get things done it's not like that's a bad thing but I kind of try to be very kind to myself um and not like put too much pressure on myself about being productive I'm definitely not productive every day usually in a week there's like one or two days when I feel really good about work now it's even less but you know (laughs) when we live in normal times then there are some days when I kind of have to fight my way through work I I get some things done, but I don't really feel good about it. But I, you know, I need to do some things. And then there are days when I can't do anything. So I just kind of, I just try to think that what I can do is enough. It's enough. And some days it feels better than other days. Some days it (laughs) works out better and I am more productive than others. And that's kind of, I just kind of feel like, um, us as people and definitely like for myself like I'm not gonna feel the same every day so I'm not gonna be the same amount of productive every day so I kind of just try to like when I feel good and I feel like I can kind of get things flowing (laughs) then then I'll try to make the most of that but every day is not that day and I'll still try to do things but yeah I just try to kind of adjust adjust my expectations and adjust my level of productivity to how I'm feeling and not blame myself for <laughs> for it,
0: yeah yeah I can totally relate to that like the whole like understanding of like having good days and bad days and also a lot of different days in between has like helped me a lot mm. like that um If I can't achieve anything on a certain day, I'm not gonna punish myself for being lazy. But instead, I kind of see it as like, okay, today is not a good day Mm. to get work done. Like my body is telling me (laughs) that I can't. So I either like do something easy or not do anything and like get some rest. So hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. But definitely also, like, I wanted to stress that, of course, yeah, it is like, well, first of all, it's, yeah, it is very nice to get things done. And, and also, of course, we all have to get things done. Mm. So, of course, we can't just say, like, okay, I don't care about productivity, I'm not going to get anything done. Like, of course, we have our jobs, and we have, like, people that we, like, that expect stuff from us, and, like, it's... Like of yeah, of course we live in a real life where a lot of us have responsibilities and deadlines and stuff, and yeah. and like it's good to keep trying to find ways that, um. Like some ways that you can be like more productive. Like I I really enjoy finding all these new ways to keep to do lists and get things done and uh, all these strategies are <laughs> like very interesting and studying like like psych- like people who study human psychology and see how like in which situations people are more productive and like how you can get the most out of your brain and stuff like that it this all this stuff is very interesting and a lot of it can be very helpful but mm. i think yeah like it has to be done with like self-compassion and not like through like guilting yourself into being tra- productive, like that's like, the thing I have the most problem with, is that a lot of it, like a lot of productivity um, talk somehow associates with guilt Yeah, for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, uh, and I feel like a lot of it, like for a lot of people, it's coming out, especially now that like a lot of people are confined to their homes and a lot of work has been cancelled, and people can't be as productive as they usually are. So, I think a lot of people are having to face those feelings. And some of them maybe for
0: the first time, even. Yes. True, true. Yeah, yeah, I think that is, like, interesting that, like, I... Of course, this time is very, like, unfortunate and hard, and uh, I wish it wasn't happening, but... Mm. Also, like I'm happy that like it sparks all these new conversations and maybe hopefully will free a lot of people of this guilt of like uh, of like seeing their value in how much work they can do in a certain amount of time and stuff like that this is actually not like the only (laughs) or like that's not the thing that makes us valuable as people Mm. and also it's like that it's okay to take time to recharge and it's okay to feel bad and not productive sometimes and like you don't always have to work on maximizing your productivity
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: yeah like we yeah, like we are not machines. <laughs> we're exactly. not just made made to produce stuff and that's it. Yes. Like we're so more much more complicated. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is so true. And again that kind of just like brings me to like why like what is I think maybe a lot of people are stopping to think also like what is the point of working this hard i mean for those people who have like a choice in how how much or little they do work like what like why have i been spending all this time on this thing like are there things i could change about how i spend my time and yeah yeah
0: definitely yeah 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 and like true that of course like not everybody has a choice to decide like mm. how productive they want to be on a certain day like most jobs you just have to do things and like and other people depend on you and stuff or sometimes even like the amount of money you get depends on how much work you get done mm. which is also like <laughs> yeah um pretty crappy but but of course like not everybody has a choice but i think generally it's good to think like as a society on like Yes. why do we value people for like for how much work is done and I hope like with this with like more conversation had on this level at least like hopefully a lot of people who employ other people will also think about it and maybe like analyze their like how they treat their employees and colleagues yeah like maybe the
1: best case scenario now would be for people to kind of learn to listen to themselves a bit more and to have more compassion towards themselves and for other people yes yes hopefully yeah (laughs) okay should we end on that note? Yes, that's a very hopeful and nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah, I think this discussion was like maybe very um, vague <laughs> in a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. But I hope... Yeah, I hope some things you could relate to some of those things and maybe yeah. like we can continue... The discussion further, and let us know what you think about this stuff. Because of course, yeah. like it's a very big topic. Uh, but also like very interesting to Yeah. Think about. <laughs> yes. Do you, Mia, have our
1: question of the week? I do. <laughs> and this week our question comes from my partner Oli. And Yay. he was kind enough <laughs> to ask us if Um, if changing the drawing technique we use, um, helps with, like, our inspiration. Yeah. (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah, I have to say that I, I'm pretty bad about getting stuck on one, one way of drawing and also, like of using a particular material. I kind of, I mean, of course I do change it every now and then, but usually I kind of stick to one thing a lot. And yeah, I definitely notice that sometimes then I feel a bit stuck
0: with I, what I can do
1: with it, if that makes sense. Mm.
0: But have you noticed like if you change a... Because for me, for example... Well, lately I haven't been shopping for art supplies that much, but I remember when I did, it's always like when I would get something new that would be like so exciting and I would get so inspired to mm. to create something because I have this new, this new technique available. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I recognize that same thing. But also, yeah, for me, I haven't really bought any art supplies in like a year or something. I mean, I've just gotten some more paper and stuff but not really any new supplies so I I can barely remember how that feels but uh, I just started this sketchbook challenge or this drawing challenge lately and I've been drawing those mostly with colored pencils which is something that I've kind of drawn with every now and then but I've never really gotten into them and I've definitely felt now with that like that I'm doing different things to what i usually do and that feels really nice and i think it definitely um helps that i'm using this these tools that i'm not like so familiar with and not so comfortable with
0: yeah 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 i think in general yeah i don't really like change technique that much nowadays anymore i think yeah in the beginning i was more Into like experimenting but now I kind of (laughs) I have my comfort zone (laughs) Mm. I I don't travel too far outside of it but I think like yeah I like I remember that it did inspire me a lot like getting new things and and, and, like trying new materials but also I think trying a new like something else creative completely Mm. Like, I don't know if it inspires me, but it definitely recharges me. Yeah. Uh, for example, like this punch needle thing or like I would often, if I'm very like tired of what I do, I would just crochet for a couple days and make some some things. Mm. And especially with crochet, like I don't really sell that stuff. Like that's not my job, that's just a hobby, but it's still creative mm. in, a cer- in a way. And like, like in some way feels similar to drawing because you like make something with your hands. Yeah. And that like always gives me some fresh... Fresh feeling (laughs) in my brain. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, like I don't really know how much it inspires me because it doesn't really like give me new ideas or anything. Well, maybe like some color combos yeah and maybe it might like subconsciously like
1: not in an obvious way just kind of open something up or kind of I don't know <laughs> yeah or maybe just the fact that your brain gets kind of gets to I mean not like switch off but you know this different way of doing stuff but yeah, yeah like you yeah. said that it recharges you that could that can be inspiring to get this this
0: experience of you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, so yeah, I don't know like if if we answer this question very well because <laughs> apparently we don't have a lot of experience <laughs> in changing our technique, but I would definitely like think that if you're considering trying a different technique like because you feel uninspired, I would totally say, go for it, mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I noticed with my like with this sketchbook thing again, that because I did, I've also been feeling kind of stuck because I like to draw a lot of the same things. So now that I switched out my materials uh, and therefore like the technique, it's also kind of easier to also switch out the other stuff. So I've been kind of experimenting with also what I like to draw. So that's been really nice. So I think I think
0: it it can work. (laughs) yeah yeah definitely (laughs) all right well how is your drawing
1: well um i did three my first one (laughs) my first one that was the pattern one is really ugly (laughs) so i changed my plan and i drew some girls with flowers instead and i like them a lot more so today i didn't like getting out of my comfort zone (laughs) i hate it but maybe it opened
0: something in my mind <laughs>
1: for next yes, time
0: i'm sure it did <laughs> what about you well i i have painted uh, like the uh the image now i just need to line it but i mean it's pretty simple but i guess it's fine i can show you in the camera <laughs> oh oh i love that i love the pot It's really cute. Yeah, it's really nice. (laughs) I like it too. But yeah, I'm gonna line it after the recording, and we will put the images in. Well, if you're if you're listening on YouTube, they will still be in the end of the video, and they will be also on our Instagram. So if you want to see what we did, then it will be there, and also show us what you did. You can post um, your drawings on Instagram and tag us so we can see. We always love to look at your beautiful art. It's so special. (laughs) It's so cute to see that you're actually like sitting there in your really cute spaces and drawing with us. It's amazing. It is. (sighs) All right, then. That was a... <laughs> a serious topic episode I hope this was also somewhat fun
1: <laughs> at least it was for me and maybe yes. yeah. hopefully also maybe you could feel our compassion and you feel a bit less alone
0: maybe with your yes. feelings yeah. yeah so thanks for listening I'll yes. be back in a week with a new episode and yeah, what else? Share <laughs> share our podcast with your friends and subscribe on everything and rate and give us good ratings, please. <laughs> yes, everything is super helpful. And
1: yeah, we really appreciate it. And keep your feedback coming as well. It's always so nice to hear from you. <laughs> All right. See you. Yes, see you.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Drawing Club Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at drawingclubpodcast or email us at drawingclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me, Mia, on Instagram
1: at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we
0: find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova.
1: This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova. Olli Arni
0: created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitry Gerbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends.